This is Colorful Commentary. I'm back. Yes. And today we have got to talk about impeachment. Y'all already know the threat to women's right to choose Michelle Obama and even more black girl magic. Okay, so let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know it's been a minute, y'all. I know it's been about two months worth of a minute, but you know, we're just going to let that go. (laughs) It has been a holiday hiatus, but you don't even know how glad I am to be back with you all. I'm just happy new year. It's a new decade. Oh my goodness. It's just newness and freshness. So let's bring that into this eighth commentary. As always, y'all know, we have a lot to talk about. I won't even be able to cover all that's going on within the past two months, uh, but I will do my best to just give a few highlights more so of what's going on now and get you all back into the rhythm and the groove that is colorful commentary, okay? So first, you know what we have to talk about. I to the m to the peach to the impeachment yeah yeah i wish we were talking about moesha but you know yeah alas we are not oh goodness so if you haven't heard donald trump let me use his full name donald john trump the 45th president of the united states of america has been impeached now depending on where you stand it's or it's this is a travesty a miscarriage of justice but regardless of how you feel it's real it happened he has been impeached by the house of representatives now it was pretty much a vote along party lines so no republicans voted for him to be impeached and two democrats voted for him to be impeached so you know take it as you will but like i said it is what it is (laughs) and so now we're in the impeachment hearing stage so nancy pelosi decided to withhold the articles of impeachment which is pretty much you know an unprecedented move they love to use their word unprecedented who the they is you can figure out (laughs) well i guess i'm included in the they because i do like saying it. it makes it dramatic so she withheld the articles of impeachment in an unprecedented move and in doing so forced mitch mcconnell's hand he's the leader of the senate now not to actually do anything as far as changing rules or anything because she knew that wasn't going to happen but it prevented him from being able to rush through the impeachment trial and make it where it was over by the new year and nobody was paying attention because it was the holidays so by her withholding those articles she showed herself as the mastermind that she is when it comes to politics and the machinations of that because she got this to be prime time news in front of everybody at a time when people are paying attention so if you listen to anything you're gonna want to listen to the closing remarks from each side uh adam schiff's closing remarks were a few days ago and they were extremely well done it's just 
it really gave you insight into why the Democrats pursued this path forward to impeachment, which was something that the majority of them were not trying to do. <laughs> they did not want to go here. Uh, there were a few who did come into office, you know, promising their constituents, we're going to get him impeached. We're going to get him impeached. But the vast majority did not want to do that, including Nancy Pelosi. So again, it makes the step all the more, I guess, validated, depending on where you stand, because they didn't want to do it. But they felt like what happened with Ukraine was just too, too much, <laughs> too much of an overstep by this president, which we all know he has overstepped quite a bit. But I guess this was the line drawn in the sand of we cannot allow the president to bring a foreign country into our domestic affairs, particularly including elections, which you don't have a real democracy if you don't have true, honest, and fair elections. That's pretty much the backbone of a democracy. And of course, the citizens who vote actually being engaged and informed, which is what, as I always say, I'm hoping to achieve here. Um, and if you're not registered to vote, then please do so, okay? Because this is too important. Make your voice known back to the impeachment so basically the way this whole thing is set up is pretty unique it's not like any other trial if you've watched law and order or i don't know any law show on tv like ever <laughs> then you pretty much have a good idea of how normal trials go so in this trial the judge is chief justice john roberts he's a republican appointed justice to the supreme court and then the plaintiffs, so the lawyers representing the plaintiffs, are impeachment managers from the Democrats uh, that Nancy Pelosi sent over from the House. So they are representing the Democrats' case and arguing that to the senators, primarily, of course, the Republican senators, although everyone is supposed to be impartial juror they swore in by justice john roberts that they would be impartial jurors now <laughs> i don't know if any one of them actually is or is attempting to be but that's what they swore so that's between them and god and them and their conscience quite frankly but the impeachment managers are basically the lawyers to present the Democrats case of why they chose to impeach. And then Trump's lawyers are the defense lawyers to defend Trump from this accusation of impeachment and to show why he didn't commit an impeachable offense. Because it's really not about showing, although they probably are going to try, it's not about showing that he didn't do anything wrong because only Trump says that but it's about trying to prove that it's not a high crime and misdemeanor, that it's not worthy of the gravity of impeachment. That's what they're gonna try and get across for the most part. And so the way in which they're doing this, Mitch McConnell has not allowed any new evidence and any new witnesses. Now, just side note, does that make any sense? If you're supposed to be impartial jurors, don't you want as much evidence as possible? Don't you want as much witnesses as possible to show that you didn't actually do what you're being accused of doing? If I was claiming innocence, 
I would be wanting my mama, my cousins, whoever's accusing me, baby's kids over them. I would be wanting everybody up in here. Well, not if I was claiming innocent, but more if I was actually innocent <laughs> to be testifying on my behalf. I would bring all the evidence because you can't find nothing against me because I didn't do it. Of course, that's not actually what Trump and his cronies, which AKA are unfortunately the Republican Party, they don't want that because they know that the more evidence that comes out, the worse it looks for Trump. The more witnesses that were around during that time, the worse it looks for him because this was not right. This was not a perfect call. This was not a perfect situation. And this was not within his powers as president of the United States. He was representing himself in that call and trying to get elected. He was not representing us as the American people for public policy. And my goodness, whether or not you agree that it should be on the level of impeachment or not, I would hope and I constantly say this because it's true. I would really hope that you can acknowledge the wrongdoing there and that you would censure him as the president. Be you one of the people who voted for him to send him a freaking email or a call or a letter to say this is not right and we won't be voting for you again if it happens. And the senators and the representatives and all those people around him they need to be censuring him as well, both privately and publicly. And they're not doing that. They're playing this game with him because they know that they have the votes and chances are he won't be convicted of impeachment. It's pretty much like a 95% chance he won't be unless all of a sudden they get a conscience and they decide that, hey, this is really bad enough to be worthy of impeachment. And I mean, what we're really talking about here, there's going to be a lot of people who tell you, oh, this is just noise. It's just noise. The whole impeachment thing. Yeah, we know he did it, but you know, he's not going to be impeached anyway. So whatever. This is just distracting. It's not. It's really not. The way they go with this during this trial is going to decide a few things. It's going to set a precedent of how much oversight Congress has over the executive branch. That's the whole point of the three branches of government. Congress is the legislative branch, the president and his administration is the executive, and the Supreme Court and the court system is the judicial. So Congress being able to check the executive branch is by being able to have oversight. Now, Trump has denied thousands of pages of documents and everyone you saw testify during those impeachment hearings in the house they were told by the white house to not come to defy the subpoenas and there are a few people who actually listened and who have defied the subpoenas and then you as the senator are going to say oh yeah well we don't need any more evidences evidence and witnesses because the house should have done its full job by getting all the evidence that they needed that's some bullcrap because you know that the president obstructed justice which is one of the articles of impeachment against him so don't listen to this idea that it's not important because it is what is this going to mean for our country and for presidents to come and it's really frustrating that the republican party is only focused on their right now on getting reelected, on keeping power on getting the judges on making sure that even as they become the minority as the demographic shift in this country that they will still retain power that's not a democracy. A democracy is pretty much majority rules, right? But also protecting the rights of the minority. But 
majority rules. But the way they're setting up setting things up is where even when they're the minority they will still roll and that's wrong and that's not the ideals of this country again i <laughs> emphasize ideals because we've never actually lived up to, to all our ideals as a country but they're there for us to aspire to <laughs> and this is certainly going in the opposite direction of that and another of my pet peeves right with the republicans in this situation is that you know a lot of them really feel like this is an impeachable offense a lot of them called him an idiot that he was stupid that he wasn't worthy of office all these things and then he came into the presidency probably had some dirt on them through putin you know just conjecture but <laughs> and all of a sudden got in line like they were soldiers and he was the freaking army general even though we know he ain't never been in the military and it's disgraceful to me because these are rich men and women. These are men and women who will be just fine whether or not they get reelected into the Senate or not. This is about power and this is about making themselves richer. And so my thing is if you truly believe that the president did wrong, and I know there are quite a few Republican senators who do, then be brave, be courageous. My gosh, do what you do said your oath to do and do what's right not what's easy not what keeps you in power not what keeps you in trump's good graces which change like the wind on every day not a great analogy but i'm sticking with it i mean it's just that's what's so frustrating is you can tell some of them actually believe the bull that they spew but a lot of them do not but yet they stick tight to it because that's what's going to give them their seat. And that's what they care about most. So that's why I encourage you to, if you support impeachment against Donald Trump, to email your senator. Email your senator. I will attach a link in the description box and on colorfulcommentary.com that will tell you where to go and how to do it because it's extremely important that you keep in contact with your senators during this process because they're beholden to you you're their constituent and if you threaten to not vote for them guess what they might get scared i don't know if they're gonna get scared enough to turn on trump but that's the power of the vote so let's use it okay so now moving on <sighs> Roe versus Wade. I'm hoping we all know what that's about. <laughs> that's pretty much the law that was decided on by the Supreme Court, the precedent that gave women the right to abortion and abortion access. Because previously abortion was illegal and women still had abortions <laughs> because of family pressures, because of societal standards, because of... <sighs> because of a whole i mean financial pressures emotional you know it, a lot every woman makes that decision for her own personal reasons and it's certainly a decision that i don't think any woman makes un makes lightly and so roe v wade gave us as women the right to choose basically for our body so as we know people who agree with that are called pro-choice people who disagree with a woman's right to choose are called pro-life now i personally think everyone is pro-life 
and it should be more if it was more accurately stated it would be pro-choice and anti-choice because that's really the conversation we're talking here is should women have the right to choose or should they not as you know which you may not know which is why i'm telling you so that you will be able to know <laughs> republicans have made this one of their main focuses so now that they have trump in office and now that he has gotten brett kavanaugh who was an accused sexual offender and neil gorsuch on the supreme court bench they now have the majority of votes to basically undo roe v wade and to make abortion illegal again in this country, which is, depending on who you talk to, very dangerous um, and is certainly not a reality I would like to go back to, but it is a reality that some, you know, people in this country that have a right to their opinion do want to go back to. So I just want to keep you updated on what's going on. Now, on March 4th, the Supreme Court will take up June Medical Services LLC versus Gee. This case, if it goes the way that Republicans think it's going to go, it could give states the power to effectively ban abortion by shutting down every abortion clinic in the state. Because what this whole case is about is it's a law in Louisiana that this company is suing against. And the law says that doctors are required to have admitting, admitting privileges at a nearby hospital if they're to perform an abortion. Now, a lot of hospitals in Louisiana are Catholic hospitals and Catholic hospitals will not give admitting privileges to a doctor who performs abortion. And a lot of Louisiana's geography is rural. So there are a lot of communities that need abortion access, but that don't actually have a nearby hospital. So this law would quite effectively shut down every abortion clinic in Louisiana. And now if women are guaranteed by the Supreme Court the right to be able to choose whether they want to have an abortion or not, then you shutting down every clinic in the state goes against that and should be illegal by that precedent. But again, they have the votes that they need on the Supreme Court. So Republicans are hoping that they will rule this law to be constitutional, even though the court set a clear precedent three years ago on the exact issue saying that it was it was an unconstitutional violation of a woman's right to choose to shut down every abortion clinic in a state. So it doesn't make sense now that the Supreme Court set a precedent three years ago on the exact same issue but now you're bringing up the case again i've never understood that about the supreme court of how something can be constitutional one moment and then depending on what party's in power now all of a sudden it's unconstitutional i mean this shouldn't be a partisan thing it should either be or not be but there's a possibility that they'll get what they want and that roe v wade will be threatened 39 senators and 168 representatives now two of the people that sent a letter were dan lipinski and colin peterson they're democrats so two were democrats and they filed a formal request for the court to consider overturning roe v wade calling the right to abortion unworkable does that make any sense to you because it doesn't make any sense to me because abortion the right to abortion is the law of the land right and so now they want this law to go through that states can, by 
alternate means or indirect means shut down every abortion clinic in the state. And if states have the right to shut down every abortion clinic in the state, then the right to abortion is then unworkable. So women should no longer have the right to abortion because certain states don't want them to have that right. Just, I mean, that don't make make no sense, y'all. But this is the angle they're going towards of if we can get it where the states can do it, then we can get the federal government to say, well, then the rest of the country can't do it. So this is an all-out attack on a woman's right to choose. And I know there are people listening that are not going, that are are anti-choice and that don't believe a woman should have a right to choose with their body to those people i respectfully say don't have an abortion yourself but this is a democracy and for the government majority white men to be able to tell women this is what you can and can't do with your body not because all of them necessarily care but just because it gets them votes from their base that's that that sounds more like socialism or communism where the government is in everything right even in healthcare to say you can do this as a woman you can't do that as a woman so it's very I use the word dangerous because it really, really is. It's really dangerous that if this precedent is set in this court case, which is only what, less than two months away, that this could go the wrong way. So I'm going to attach a link of petitions you can sign if you support Roe v. Wade and don't want it to be overturned like 77% of Americans do. So more than three quarters of America wants Roe v. Wade to remain the law of the land. But if, again, as I said before, the minority is trying to rule the majority. So we'll see how this goes. I'll keep you updated and just please stay informed and please sign these petitions that I attached because it's very important that we not just listen about what's going on, but that we actually do something. So now talking about women having the right to choose. I would like to go on to Miss Michelle Obama, who has the right to choose to be fabulous. She turned 56 on January 17th. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Because y'all know she's listening, right? Y'all know Michelle Obama is part of our colorful community. I'm speaking it, Jesus. I'm speaking it. Okay. Now, for her birthday present, she recently won a Grammy for Best Spoken Word Album for her narration of her 2018 memoir, Becoming. Oh, I've read it, you all. I need to write a review on the website because that book is more than what you think it is it's it's more than what you could ever ask for from her it's just incredible if you haven't read it please go buy it now speaking of the black excellence that is michelle levon robinson obama (laughs) i just wanted to encourage you all to go out and watch the movie just mercy it's a movie starring michael b jordan and jamie fox it opening weekend it got 9.7 million dollars it has an a plus cinema score and it's certified fresh on rotten tomatoes and what it's about is true story of lawyer brian stevenson and his history making battle for 
justice. Walter McMillan in 1987 was sentenced to die for the notorious murder of an 18-year-old girl. Despite a preponderance of evidence proving his innocence and the fact that the main testimony against him came from a criminal with a motive to lie. So in the years that follow, Brian Stevenson becomes embroiled in this whole labyrinth of legal and political maneuverings, as well as overt and unabashed racism as he fights for Walter and others like him with the odds and the system stacked against him. Now, if you couldn't already tell, I was definitely reading that synopsis from the website. <laughs> I haven't yet seen it. I'd like to go see it. I'm just in one of those moods where I kind of don't want to see black suffering. I, If you all are there too, trust me, I understand. But if you aren't familiar with the case, if you aren't familiar with Brian Stevenson, or if you happen to not be familiar with institutional racism I would definitely tell you to go check this movie out I also included more information on my website uh and I hope you go check it out there but please watch this movie it's an important movie to support any way you can be it twitter be it shouting it out on your podcast <laughs> or or actually going to see it in theaters because you know money talks okay so on to our colorful comment of the episode the first one of the new year of the new decade okay we are going to talk about black girl magic in the form of miss usa miss america miss teen usa miss world and miss universe all being black women this is the first time in history that that has ever happened and if you can't tell i'm smiling through the microphone because it's just so amazing we already know we're incredible everyone black or not knows we're incredible deep down inside and we don't need a white institution to validate that for us but when we get that respect and that honor it's just it's a beautiful thing so now i'm gonna read their name give them their recognition read their receipts okay so miss chesley hurst from charlotte north carolina is miss usa miss nia franklin from new york city new york is miss america miss kaylee garris of new haven connecticut is miss teen usa zozi Tunzi of cape town south africa is miss universe and Tony Ann Singh Boyaka Boyaka from Morant Bay, Jamaica is Miss World. I just love saying that whenever I talk about Jamaica because I just love everything about Jamaica. And yes, they came through and they represented. And we come in all shades everywhere. The diaspora is beautiful. It's amazing. And it's oh so colorful. So thank you all for joining us for this eighth commentary. We'll be back next week and back to being consistent. I appreciate your love, your support, and hit me up. Like I said, got the website, www.colorfulcommentary.com. Remember, colorful with two L's. Please reach out, join our mailing list, and like make yourself known. Please make yourself known. Stay colorful. Stay colorful.